0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Um, So each week I try and mix it up. As I say, um, I have one where it's just me and then one where I have a lovely guest. Now, each time I have a guest, I also try and get someone slightly different. So it's not just the same kind of stories and voices over and over again. We've had people in nutrition, people in fitness, a lot of people in sales and things like that. But we've never, ever had a recruiter. Um, hence why I have the lovely Tara Jackson with me today. Um, Tara, who are you and how do we know each other?
1: Uh, Hello, so my name is Tara Jackson, I'm the team lead at Benetrix which is a recruitment organisation that helps place entry-level candidates and also entry-level SDRs into either SDR roles or account executive roles. We know each other because you uh, you demoed oh no you taught us how to use Jiminy mm-hmm. uh, which has pretty much saved our life in terms of coaching people and training people so I am always eternally grateful to you <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're always in my debt now <laughs> <laughs> no brilliant to be honest um we we, we obviously we were like a little catch-up before we started and I said that I, I actually used to do recruitment myself as well before um how did you get into it all
1: so when I was at university I did business and marketing management and I managed to get a marketing placement year at a cybersecurity company in my third year. Did the placement Yeah, absolutely loved it. It was lots of going to events, taking on, getting all the leads. And one of my worst jobs was inputting all of the leads onto the system because I was literally just typing everything away and all of the sales team, they got to call all of these leads that had come from the event. There were hot ones, cold ones. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. I want to be speaking to people. I want to be closing the deals. Um, so went through a couple of different recruitment companies, went to like lots of interviews still hadn't found the right company and then spoke to someone from Benetrix who explained more about like what they did how they supported candidates I went to a real life assessment day because it was Mm pre-covid and at the end of the assessment they were like we would really like to interview you for Benetrix do you want to and I was like yep and then been here for three and a half years now so yeah it was it was not planned at all I didn't Mm -hmm. have a high like I didn't think well of recruiters. I dealt with like mm-hmm. horrible recruiters. I've been chucked into jobs like two minutes before an interview. So I was very much like, I hate recruiters. And then I became
0: one. It's, I was the exact same. I was the exact same. I, I come out of uni and I thought all recruiters were dickheads. You know, I think everyone does it. Yeah. You know, like, and then, oh, they're only doing it for the money and things like that. Like, I, and, it, and it used to really piss me off when I was a recruiter. So I used to sit there thinking like, I'm helping you get a fucking job. Like, and you're not paying a penny. So, like, yeah. why, why, do you, why does it bother you?
1: It, it's hard, actually, because a couple of my friends, um, like, if, if you meet someone, you're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm not like, oh, a recruitment, and you can see their face change you're like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. One of her. Oh, you're one of those dicks that I have to speak to <laughs> on the phone. And it's hard because I could, I do genuinely. I feel like I do actually care about the candidate and like the money and the commission is a byproduct Mm. of that like that internal feeling when someone that has no experience gets a really cool job and is about to start their career is really rewarding but you can see how some people have just had that exposure to a recruiter and just like no you're lying like they're all they're all evil um yeah it was not something i expected to do and not something i would have expected to have done for so long since graduating
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i I think everyone when they leave uni they have these dream jobs of what they want to be sort of thing and then a lot of people end up kind of falling into sales or recruitment you know like it's kind of just because it's it's nice and you know the money's quite exciting you know it's all quite like an elaborate life um very few people last in it though you know like I, uh, it's it's fucking hard you know like i yeah. i've done it for two years and to be honest that, that beat the shit out of me mentally you know like and i was like right I need to get out of this game yeah um, you've did it for a couple of years now like how do you how do you deal with the when i say mental drain it sounds like you know you're in torture at work but you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's tough and like i'd be lying if i said i hadn't been through times where i was like I can't do this. Like, there's been tears, there's been tantrums. I think yep. a massive thing for me was actually going into COVID. Um, of suddenly we were in lockdown. We yeah. furloughed everyone. It was just me, my CEO, my director. that it sort of? I hadn't fallen out of love with it, but I definitely like was struggling. Yeah. And it just like reignited this like fire of like, oh my gosh, I, this is what I want to do. Like, I mm. really want to like continue building Benatrix. Um, and then our business changed a lot through COVID. So everything was then happening, happening virtually. Mm-hmm. I, in January, moved into this team leader role. So I had like more of a view of like growing the organization rather yeah. than like just doing recruitment, um, which I think really helped me. I think you, I, I do a lot of exercise to switch off from yeah. work so i'll just like put my headphones in like put my, make sure no one could get hold of me just for like even if it's like 30 minutes just to switch off yeah um and then there are like processes i put in place so like doing a day plan the night before like mm-hmm. making sure that everything is done before the next morning so i'm not like lying in bed at 11 and i'm like oh my god i haven't done this yeah. and do you know what i mean not being able to get to sleep switch like thinking something. about it but i think it's one of the biggest things of like it's not a life or death situation and i remember mm-hmm being told that of like you are gonna mess this up like it's gonna go so wrong you've never done it before but like no one's gonna die and i think yeah, that yeah. now helps me switch off because do you know what I mean if someone hasn't done something like i'll sort it out the next morning like it is yeah.
0: fine I, I said you know my, my... I live with um a couple boys and, and if you ask one of them, you know, and he tell you how stress teaser work and things like that. And I say the same thing to him every week, like, you're not a fucking heart surgeon. Yeah. You know, like if you miss up, you know, you're not gonna cut someone's heart out wrong. You know, like you're you you are right, you might f- fuck up an email. Uh you know, I fucked up emails I've given put the, the wrong name, you know, like yeah. I at the time. I'm like, oh, you idiot, you know, like, how have you made this mistake?
1: yeah I, th- I think also with that though it's like if people are actually like so stressed that they're unhappy you're at the wrong company and doing yes. the wrong thing because I don't think you should ever be doing a job that is consuming you so much and like don't get me wrong I'll reply to an email reply to a whatsapp at like 8pm at night but yeah. it because I love it and it doesn't bother me equally I know mm-hmm. that if I don't reply to stuff until the morning it's going to be fine so I think that's also a thing that probably like, comes down to the culture of like you should love what you do rather than like yeah. resent it and feel so stressed about it
0: and, and as you said it's like it's it's being comfortable making mistakes I, my previous companies if I made a mistake I'd do everything in my power to hide it you know like I would um, try and delete emails or try and you know like and not bring it up and you know try to avoid it one to once and yeah. I remember when I first got to Jiminy I was trying to do the same almost um, <laughs> and I got caught out on one of them you know like uh, someone found an email I was like what's this I was like oh you know, like that yeah yeah so. And then I feel my TV, Becky, literally said to me, she's like, why'd you hide it? Like, and that made me like, kind of question it. And then it made me realise that it's all right to make mistakes. And then when almost when you're less scared to make mistakes, you actually end up making less as well. Because you're yeah. not constantly on edge panicking, you know.
1: Yeah, I think that was one of the things about Jiminy as well. That it's like everyone just has all their calls on mm. Jiminy. You can see it at all touch i mean i think it's just created a culture where it's normal for everything to be recorded yeah. um and yeah i mean i think it comes with confidence in the job though as well doesn't it of
0: yeah.
1: when you first start thinking like, oh my god did i say this wrong did i say that right and all, all of that like it i remember i used to be terrified when kansas used to drop out an assessment or yeah. call me and i'd be like oh my god what do i say whereas now it's like yeah like what is it Do you know what i mean i think Jiminy now is so normal for us that mm. none of the team are afraid to like have these have those calls recorded mm. because it's all designed to like get people that next promotion get people to yeah. the place where they want to get to
0: and, it, and it's switching that mentality as you said like not being scared of it and actually like embracing it and enjoying it um, which leads me one of my main questions i always ask is kind of where did your coaching journey begin um because that having that mindset of not being afraid to fuck up you know like and actually using it as growth is really rare I find which you know it shouldn't be but it is so kind of when did you start switching up if that makes sense
1: so I would probably say I've always hated and I I just might this is like probably going slightly off track I've Mm. always hated like training and like i really didn't like i'd love training but no no but like it's like that training is like because i need to like learn to use software you know and you have to do like cool listening when like before we had jiminy and it would be like downloading your call from the system and then having to sit there and listen to it and like making your notes on it um that i just like I never didn't have a growth mindset of where I wanted to get to, but, like, I really, like, resented training. I'm quite dyslexic, yeah. so struggle to, like, take something in and yeah. then action it straight away and, like, remember it would take me, like, ages probably if I was stuck on the wall or something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I think when we go back to March 20... When did we go into COVID? 2020?
0: 2019? No, Whatever 20, year it
1: was. It 2020. Yeah. It was 2020. Yeah. I when we started bringing people back because of like the role that I'd sort of like naturally transitioned into it was like I just like took automatic leadership over Mm. the team so it was like and I'm quite organized I get up really early so it was I just started being like right team we're gonna do this today and right everyone do a call out at this time that I think it just naturally happened and then in January Elaine was like right everyone I'm gonna hire for a team leader if you know anyone let me know and I was like no no I want to do it like please let me do it. Like, I think it's like the natural step for me to get into. So I think that's where the first bit came from. And now I've got my own team. We've
0: mm-hmm. had to go into
1: like much more about like the training and the coaching side for them.
0: Yeah. Did that answer the question? I mean, no, it does. It does. And to be honest, like one of the, one of the main reasons I asked you to, to, you know, you were, you know, you were kind enough to come on here. Um, I've been kind of semi-touched it before. Your, your online presence, like, both you as a person and, and your whole team in general, is it's the best I've ever seen. You know, like I've I've seen some people try and do these little, you know. I, there's things I fucking hate about LinkedIn. Um, someone hit now and hit, like you. You never just pass your driving test. You know, it's I studied a hard, you know, 15 week course where I had to dive into myself to personal development. Blah blah. You just fucking pass your driving test. Shut up! Like you don't. Yeah. Need- you don't need to do this absolute essay. And then you hear these bullshit stories. Yeah, my four-year-old kid asked me, you know, if I was, if, if I could t- coach him. No, we never. That's such
1: Yeah, a... honestly, some of the stuff I read on there at the moment, like I think there <laughs> I has see. been like a slight line crossed at the moment of just the stuff people are writing. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make
0: sense. No, not. my two-year-old asked me, you know, can I train them in how to be a better SDR? They don't yeah, even so... know what SDR is, don't they? Oh, yeah. But, um, but anyway, that's me running about them. The reason I like, or uh, well, I think you and your team are so great is you're pretty to the point with your videos. You know, like yeah. you, you will do a video where right, you do like a 10-second little, hey, you know, nice to see you sort of thing. Good morning, know.
1: LinkedIn. Yeah,
0: there's <laughs> in the background, you know, but you've got to have something like that. And yeah. then after that, it's very much you, you talk about what you need to do, so whether it's a new role or a new candidate or anything like that, and you do it with such enthusiasm. And I think that's what's different from you of people. LinkedIn is this really serious, boring place, you know, where people are just this monotone, you know, oh, you know, this is my business, this is what I do. You know, like, whereas you girls are very much, like, excited. And I think that's the reason people respond so well is because they join in.
1: Yeah, I think where that came from was when once I asked someone, I was like, oh, why have you messaged me on LinkedIn? And I do it every time I get an inbound and I'm mm. on Zoom with them. I'm like, why did you message me? And they're like, honestly, they're like, there are so many recruiters posting just, like, blogs of writing and it looks yeah. so boring. They were like, you just True. look so friendly and approachable that for someone that's so early on in their career and, like, doesn't know what to do or, like, how to do an interview or how to do a virtual assessment, I think just having that person that not comforting but I mean someone that Mm -hmm. seems friendly and isn't like corporate and scary is something that they really resonate with which is basically why they're now so important because yes okay a friend might share it with another friend because like it's to do with a job in the fintech industry but more often or not I do think it definitely just comes down to like that enthusiasm the energy Mm -hmm. on the videos and people being like right cool she recruits for sales roles and software companies that's what I want I'm gonna message her
0: it's, and, and one of the reasons because I always someone, everyone always asks me like, how did I end up in this job you know like I coach people on how to self coach I've, I've got and I always say every time, I've got zero qualifications I know absolutely nothing about self coaching you know in regards to kind of like the books you know and research that's done I couldn't tell you any kind of I didn't even know there is degrees and qualifications and I, I, I know nothing um, but I seem to say in a pretty cheery convincing way which is <laughs> <laughs> and people listen to me and I don't really know why. And to be honest, I obviously don't tell them this, you know, like I, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go along. I always say to people like, you can say pretty much anything, as long as you say it in a good way, in like an engaged and enthusiastic way, you're probably gonna get away with it.
1: Yeah, it's the same when we've got candidates going into role play interviews and they're like really stressing and I've given them a structure, we have gone through mm. it. They're like, I just don't know if I can do it. I was like, honestly, just fake it until yep. you make it i was like just black it and they come up and they're like oh my god it was so fine i was like did you you pretend you're the best SDR in the world they were like yeah and i'm like there we go yeah. and it like it it i think it does come from that self-belief but then it's hard because you've got self-beliefs comes from confidence
0: yeah yeah yeah, th- yeah It's a which, bit of a critical, isn't it yeah it was, that is if the, that, agree. if you fake being that confident you know like all of a sudden you will kind of start buying into your own crap
1: yeah well true um but yeah it's definitely hard like there are weeks where still even now i sit there and i'm like can i actually do this like mm. i've never led a team before and you literally look at the linkedin video and you're like is that even inspiring and i think sometimes it just doesn't work and you do have to take a step back yep. from it and then like reassess everything that you've done think right and like start fresh because you know what it's like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again it does lose
0: yeah momentum and i I, you know, I kind of found ease in knowing that if we're honest no one really knows what they're doing you know yeah. like there's people who are i always think you know you see more experienced people i think they're just more experienced at hiding that they don't know what they're doing yet you know 100%. Like, that's yeah that's a really no, good
1: way of putting it actually
0: better at hiding it that's the truth you know like because every it's like every no matter what role you're in or what you're doing you're going to get given a new task or a new project that you don't know anything about when you first start it and then you get to know it as you go along and you get better and it improves you know, like it's these podcasts. They I listened back to the first one. I'm sort uh, you know, that's like some sort yeah. of like quivering fall, you know, like but truth is I didn't know what I was doing at first, you know, like and as I've gone along, I've kind of realized that it's not I think I put pressure on it, you know, like whereas now it's more of just a, a conversation. Now, big question. Um, obviously the whole point of this podcast is personal growth. Now, as I worded it to you before. Forget what's your personal girl Friday. What would you tell younger Tara Jackson, say a couple of years ago, if you could meet her? You know how you give your cabinets advice and you give them kind yeah. of lessons that they take in. What would be like the main one that you'd give young TJ?
1: So I definitely think one of them, like, has got to be that like no one is going to die. Like the mm-hmm. times that I could think back when I first started, like I was, I used to come out of interviews crying, like four-person interviews like was sobbing um of just like oh my gosh like I can't do this and I think it's going to sound really cringy but like you just have to do like what feels right in that moment and whether mm-hmm. that's like rejecting a job offer accepting a job offer it's got to be like what you want and like not worry mm-hmm. about anyone else and then also on that like not care what like your friends think of you because yeah. when i first started doing those videos oh my gosh even people i meet now are like hi linkedin and like <laughs> i've just learned to get over it now and i'm just like, oh yeah funny um but probably don't like no one's died it's gonna be fine and then like actually don't care what anyone thinks of you yeah. because ultimately like you're the one that's probably gonna do better than all of your friends and peers and everything like that um so just like do what makes you happy
0: you you can imagine, like you think you can get shit for your LinkedIn videos. Yeah, imagine on a podcast where one week I spoke twenty minutes about croissants. Um, I, 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 well,
1: I reckon I could probably outdo you on
0: croissants, but we will take that offline. <laughs> um, no, I literally I finished my rugby game on Saturday. And we're on the coach back and someone, you know, normally puts their speaker in, you know, we're playing music. Straight away, I hear my nasally voice, you know, on the loudspeaker with 30 <gasps> blokes. Oh, like, oh, my gosh. Welcome to Personal Friday Fridays. And I'm getting absolutely rinsed. But exactly as you said, give a fuck. I don't care. Exactly. You know, like, I'm doing a podcast and you're not. yeah and
1: I I think that's what it is it's like at the end of the day you've managed to build a personal brand and a reputation in like a really tough market and ultimately Mm. they're doing it for a laugh but like deep down everyone is probably thinking oh god like wish I'd actually like done that or like done something cool and thinking outside the box Mm. Um, that's what I always think of like when people like you walk into a house party and someone's like oh my god you're the girl off LinkedIn it's like yeah well do you know I mean I've actually built that reputation and
0: you're the one talking about it so yeah, yeah, like, you know who who's I the
1: real winner
0: yeah no, no I, I completely agree and it's funny they take the piss out at first and then all of a sudden they go actually I really like it you know like well, in, or
1: they'll be like can i come on it max yeah oh
0: my god <laughs> <laughs> can i be
1: your next guest next friday <laughs> i've had
0: my friends mention me and be like oh yeah like so like how do i get on the podcast what do i do and i thought fucking yeah. that's rich you know like two like two weeks ago you were sat there in front of everyone being the big man you know like taking the piss and now you're begging to be on it next week you know how the other how you know how it's all changed yeah like, i once had
1: a um uh friend and he was like oh my gosh i've got to do a talk on linkedin or like a 15 second video about like mental health uh, mental Mm. health awareness day and he was like i literally can't public speak and i was like look download this app that we use blah blah and after he'd done it he messaged me and he was like i literally have a newfound respect for you like Mm. doing that every single other day Mm. um so i think that's another thing like once people like see it i mean i think people do gain respect for you yeah
0: yeah. No, I, I would think, and I, I've always said I'm, I'm not the most book smart person, you know, like I, I don't know, you know, my, my qualifications and stuff clearly prove that, you know, I'm not the most techie or, you know, advanced in that way. But I've never been that nervous to talk in public, you know, like, and then you'll have these people who are the smartest people on earth, you know, like, and everyone's like, wow, they're geniuses, they're intelligent. You fuck, I tell you what, put a camera in front of them for two minutes, you know, and watch them absolutely quiver away, you know, yeah, like, all cool. right, just because I can't tell you. Which author wrote this? You know, in the nineteenth century, wherever it is, you know. But I can still absolutely blag you the fact that I think I know self coaching. When in truth, I'm just kang. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And you know? I like even people that we've hired have been like, oh my gosh, like have mm. I got to do that. Like Saskia, um, one of our talent managers. Like, did we were recruiting in bristol and she literally like slid in her bedroom door like with a can of cider i was like bristol and it's like <laughs> if anyone had told her like five months before that you she was going to be doing that she'd be like no i'm not um she's so it's like, no, sure, is, no. <laughs> yeah she's insane so it's like everyone just doing things like that and like not caring what people think it, like you honestly just can't care what anyone thinks of you within reason but
0: yeah yeah no it's funny that's something i i i i it's whatever it is who gives a shit you know like you're the one who's going to end up in the end result which is the bit where you want to be I don't care if I have to do this or I have to speak to this person or do this I can give a shit yeah
1: no definitely I agree with you
0: right well thank you very much Tara Um, that was absolutely I told you it goes quick doesn't it
1: (laughs) yeah that actually literally flew by thank you so much for having me on here
0: it's been an absolute honour as I say thank you very much It's it's really nice to speak to someone who similar to me in ways, you know, it isn't... Scary. Fellow recruiter. Yeah, yeah, fellow chit-chatter, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fellow blagger.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll make it one day, I promise. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much. Um, you've been absolutely amazing, and thank you, everyone, for listening in.